Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's so great to have all of you tuning us in and turning us on. It's uh you know, it's wonderful to be connected to all of you. Thank you for those of you that listen live to the show and those of you that are listening from your podcast, however that is. Um, this is the day and age that we live in where we're seeking answers to questions that we're not really sure about. The point is this, you know, we've been able to bring a platform of conversations to the forefront that are about solutions. You know, it's a solution. And, you know, part of this is it's in the positive talk vein of solution. And so this is really what's kind of exciting for all of us here is to know that the world is changing in a way where we're seeking out those things which most people can't even begin to tease apart conceptually. That's what today's show is about. You know, today's show is to talk about the other side of bipolar with my very special guest, author Lauren Polly. For today, she is going to take us on this journey because there is another side. There are many sides. But what if, what if what Lauren is going to talk with us about today is opening up a door that goes even beyond positivity, but goes out into the world of limitless, limitless discovery. And that's what I'm excited about today. You know, when you get that diagnosis and you hear the words, you, uh, you are bipolar, you, all you can think about is OMG. First of all, I'm not even sure what that means, but, you know, the person sitting across from me has a very serious look on his or her face, so that doesn't feel very good. Uh, and what do I do to understand it fully other than have my psychologist or psychiatrist dig deep into the psychological code book to pick the right number to put on the chart for my insurance company? But, you know, that's what we're going to talk about today. Because Lauren is the author of The Other Side of Bipolar, and she's going to share her journey today as she does in the book. But beyond the journey of what this means, you know, beyond looking at how do we discover this, you know, she's also a radio show host. Uh, we're going to hear about that. And she's a certified access consciousness facilitator. So what is it that she has learned by maybe even asking different questions to this that has enabled her to write a book that's about empowering people beyond a health code and a category. Uh, Lauren, it's great to have you here. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the conversation today. 
Oh, thank you so much, Dr. Pat, for having me. I love your introduction. <laughs> yeah, well, such an listen, invitation. Yeah. Well, you know, we know what it's like to be on the other side of getting that number, that code yeah. that gets put down in our charts. It goes to insurance companies. Who knows where else it goes, right? But yeah. this is really part of your journey. I mean, what was it like? I, I mean, just the words. Okay, okay, here, here's what it is. Okay, guess what? You're bipolar. Yeah. Uh, what do you even do with that? And and how did you react to it? And then what what have you learned from hearing that words, those words that really changed your life? I think what you touched on at the beginning of the interview with the introduction of looking now at the limitless possibilities, at that <laughs> point in time when I heard that, it was all about the limitations. And it was fascinating. As soon as I, I remember sitting in the psychiatrist's office, this was oh. after seeing multiple medical professionals and having all sorts of interesting testing done. Um, he said the word bipolar. And I was sitting there. I was 14 years old at the time. My mom and my dad were sitting there with me. And I just remember my mom starting to cry, my dad having this look of doom on his face. The doctor was very serious. Um, I was only 14. I didn't quite know how to put the pieces together. It was just this oh, my God, what the hell have I gotten myself into <laughs> sensation? Um, and from there, really starting to get curious when someone gives you a diagnosis, they give you a label, and the conversation turns to limitations, to roadblocks that you're going to have for the rest of your life, um, and like red flags, basically. Like, don't challenge yourself too much. You may not be able to handle it. Um, you know, you're always going to need medication. If you don't have medication, you'll never be well. Even with medication, you still may cycle and have a difficult time being around other people. You know, if you have children, you may pass it on to them. So it was all these conversations about limitation, limitation, limitation. And especially from a 14-year-old's perspective, that was destructive, not only to my self-esteem, but to all the possibilities and dreams that I had for my future. Yeah. And, you know, it's really interesting because those of us that, you know, have had to go through uh, either a diagnosis or, you know, folks trying to figure out what the heck is wrong with us as opposed to what might be right about this. Right. Exactly. You know, what the heck is wrong with them? And, you know, part of this is it's not just one diagnosis. I know, mm -hmm. you know, that my journey and people don't believe this. I mean, as a matter of fact, I was I was at a meeting this morning. And I was speaking with someone and we were talking about this. I was telling about the show today. And I said, you know, yeah, it's it's really interesting to be different. And mm -hmm. and what different has come to mean is less than. And yeah. what happens wow. when somebody says to you, wait a minute, you're bipolar, but you may. OK, you're Bible bipolar Asperger's. And you're yeah. like, what? OK, yeah. And, and, you know, people look at you and they say, wait a minute, you don't look like you're Asperger's. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't, you present yourself really well. How much of that did you go through where oh, a lot. With the diagnosis, right? Because I, I mean, seriously, they were looking at me like, yeah, bipolar Asperger's. And I'm like, uh, okay. Is that like one thing? Is it two things? Is it 50 <laughs> things? Is it a million? Uh, and then everybody around you is like, oh my gosh, that can't be you because look at how you're showing up in the world. How yeah. much of that happens on this journey? It, it happens all the time, and it was fascinating, you know, now telling people about the book, they look at me like I have 
I would never have placed you in that category in a million years. Absolutely not. And I was um, actually, I've been writing a bunch of articles that have been published lately. And I sent one that was published on Maria Shriver out to my mailing list. And one of my friends from elementary and middle school emailed me back, which was kind of the years middle school where I was diagnosed. She said, I had no idea that you were going through any of this. She said, I just remember you as a carefree very free-spirited, happy kid who just loved to do what she wanted to do. And that was a very different way to function from. But when you have a different way of functioning with the world, you have a different viewpoint on the world, and you kind of can't make sense of how other people are interacting with it or not seeing what you see. And then you open your mouth. (laughs) And when you open your mouth and people go, wait a second, that's actually not right. That's different and different in a wrong way. That's when people start to get classified with these mental illnesses, and that limitative conversation starts. And what happens when that limitation conversation starts, you start to create yourself in line with that, because that's what you're given as a definition. Yeah. So it's kind of and like you know, coming out of that viewpoint. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it fascinating? Like you're talking about this in the book and you come right out of the gate. And by the way, for those of you just tuning in, Lauren Polly's joining me here today, the other side of bipolar, revealing your strengths to move beyond the diagnosis. And, you know, you come in, am I crazy? Well, I don't know about you. And I, and you touched upon something really important that I want to, I want to ask you about. And mm-hmm. that is, yeah, a lot of this is happening when you're younger right? I mean, I am not at the age where people today are trying to figure out, do I have this or do I have that? And what category can you put her in? Right. Um, But when you're in the middle of it, how crazy do you think you are? Right? Very, very much so. (laughs) What's what's fascinating is I had um, one woman who read the book already. She was doing a pre-review. She said, your story moves me so much. She said, when I was a teenager, I had all this weird stuff going through my mind, just like you talk about in the book. And I wrote it in a very revealing way. So much of the quote-unquote mental illness is this internal inside world that a lot of people don't get a look at. Um, So I wrote the book that way to be able to give you that sensorial input and insight. She said, reading that, I was really brought back to my teenage years where I went through a lot of the same struggles. She said, the only difference is I didn't open my mouth about them. Had I done that, I probably would have been diagnosed and put on medication like you were. And that was such an aha for me. There's so many of us who just have weird awarenesses of the world. We see things differently. We function differently. And we can't quite make sense of what's going on around us. And depending, I think, on how vocal you are or maybe how in tune your parents are or the environment, you may be more likely to kind of find yourself on a psychiatrist's sofa. Other people find their own way out. We all have a different kind of barometer, I think, for dealing with it. Um, But I think it's something that all of us struggle with. Yeah. But then here's the question, right? And let's hold this thought for when we come back. But here's the question. I mean, this was said to me this morning. Uh, and I, I actually don't know how to answer it. And I, I'm, I actually don't remember why. Oh, I know why. We were talking about your book. Uh, and we were talking about, you know, uh, that I was going to have this conversation with you today. And here's the flashback that, that I recall from this morning. The flashback was how you and I are showing up in the world today. This Mm. is where we're flashing to, right? You know, they look at it, you know, and we're not alone. For all of you out there listening to the show, clearly, if you don't know someone that is in the same kind of dialogue that Lauren and I are or have been in our lives, 
some whether you're a child or an adult that is you know caught in the maze of how you should be or what your limitations are this is going to be a show for you and for those of you out there this is a book for you and your children and anybody else out there because if you're Lauren and you're me you're going to be saying things like I'm very fortunate I even graduated high school. You're not yeah. going to be saying things like, wow, I'm going to do a radio show. And by the way, Lauren's going to do a radio show. Then what we're going to do is we're going to go on to school and we're going to get some kind of education, right? We're going to do that. And by the way, along the way, maybe we do some kind of research that people look at us and think, how did she do that? How did they do that? Even when they barely pass statistics. Well, I don't have the answers for that. That's why Lauren's here today. Now, complicate that with how we look at the world and what, in fact, is that we can actually be social in social arrangements. And folks will want to say to you, hey, ladies, I think your medication is working. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Brand consultant and coach Jen Morgan is here with Radically Distinct Radio to help maximize your brand's power to produce results. Whether you're a person with a dream and unsure where to start or a CEO of a successful company wondering what's next, Jen Morgan and the RAD method empowers you to play to your strengths and focus your competitive edge so you can show up in the world as your most powerful brand. Go to jenmorgan.com or call 206-972-5366. Wow. Hey, everyone. Welcome. Uh, Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. I'm telling you, I got to pinch myself some days because when each of us gets called to do something that we so not thought was in our wheelhouse to do for a purpose that's so much greater than us, we get to show up and shine. If you would like to show up and shine on the Dr. Pat Show as a co-host or sponsor, send us an email to inspire at thedrpatshow.com. Tune in to the Angels and Answers Psychic Radio Show with Clairvoyance Artie Hoffman and Sky Siegel every Thursday for a two-hour show, 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Transformation Talk Radio. Artie and Sky deliver spiritual and motivational messages with passion and a sense of humor. Call in 800-930-2819 for live and on-air readings. Visit ArtieHoffman.com and SkyOfAngels.com. Are you anxious? Worried or insecure? Hi, I'm Dr. Friedman Schaub. I'm the author of The Fear and Anxiety Solution. Join me for my next breakthrough video seminar, which starts on September 10th. This program has helped thousands of people worldwide to overcome their struggles with anxiety, and I'm certain it can also help you. If you're ready to be free again and have a stronger foundation of inner peace and confidence, visit thefearandanxietysolution.com. Tune in to Lucid Planet Radio with Dr. Kelly Neff. This hit show will illuminate your senses and empower you beyond your daily stressors and hardships. Renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly will captivate you with far-reaching topics and amazing guests as you wake to the greatest version of yourself. Learn to tap into your intuitions, think critically about our world, heal emotional and psychological wounds, and follow your passions to live your dreams. The Lucid Planet. Welcome home. Visit lucidplanetradio.com for more information. 
Are you ready for a game changer? Sarah Westall is bringing you Business Game Changers Radio. Sarah brings you leading experts, visionaries, and newsmakers who provide the best commentary on big issues and cutting-edge innovations. Sarah's 20 years as a business executive will help you think like an entrepreneur with expertise, energy, and attitude. Tune in to Business Game Changers Mondays at noon Pacific, 3 Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Hey, everybody. It's so great to be talking with Lauren, uh, also connecting with all of you out there. And I know, I know you know what we're talking about here today. You know, we're talking about a topic that is so in the mainstream right now that uh, in every day, the topic, you know, of bipolar disorder grows and grows and grows. And, you know, here's the thing, even in the topic of Lauren's book, it says the other side of bipolar. It does not say the other side of bipolar disorder or Mm -hmm. any disorder whatsoever. Um, And I want to make sure, Lauren, people know how to get a copy of the book and how to how to find out more about you before we jump back in here. Okay, you can go to my website at laurenpolly.com. You can find me on social media. My Twitter handle is lpollylifecoach. And then my Facebook page is laurenpollycoach. And the book is um, it's up on Amazon for pre-order. It's just getting printed now. And I'm going to be having a special promotional offer for the ebook on October 3rd, which happens to be the very first day of Mental Health Awareness Week. So I'm really looking at having that entire week, having a bigger, bigger, bigger conversation, a special promotion for people to get the book for a cheaper price to be able to really drive this conversation to the forefront. Yeah, I love it. And for those of you out there today, uh, this is this is a super, super important book because what it talks about is the other side of bipolar, revealing your strengths to move beyond the diagnosis. This is really important. We're also going to talk about how this shows up in life. You know, I don't I, I mean, I'm not kidding, Lauren, when I say that when people look at the way we show up in the world today or have shown up in the world and these labels have been assigned to us. Oh, and by the way, for those of you out there, ju- just so you know, I just want to be really clear. Um, all of the folks out there are, are looking at the diagnosis of, of autism and the many, many layers of it. And I just want to say that for those of us that have gone down the path, just as Laura, Lauren has done, of being dropped in a bucket over here, a bucket over there, a bucket over there, The world is changing. And so how is it changing? Well, there are finely defined lines of behavior that are showing up today. Very few of them talk about our strengths. And so that's what, Lauren, we're here to talk about. Mm -hmm. You know, as a matter of fact, you know, this idea of, of, of Asperger's syndrome is now even redefined into almost a personality uh, disorder category. But this is really the maze of this, isn't it? <laughs> I just, I, lo- I love the term personality disorder. Like there there's you go. Any way that, it's like there's any way that you could actually be in this world that is disordered. Um, it's, it's fascinating, this different perspective that people have. And 
basically this is a bigger thing that society does where we're always looking for what's wrong. What I love, um, one of the systems that really opened opened the door for me was access consciousness, which I'm a certified facilitator in. And the first question that someone asked me was, if something wasn't wrong with you, but was actually something that was right about you that you could use, what would that be? And that lit up hope so deep inside of me that I could not get away from it. <laughs> this is, there was just this kindling of like, wow, wait a second. If I haven't been living the last 16 years of my life being disordered, being wrong, and being really unable to create a life that I enjoy, how could I actually utilize all of this with a different perspective? And that's what I really love to invite people to in this book, The Other Side of Bipolar, is when you change your perspective on it. It's not about what's wrong. It's about what's right and how can you actually harness the strength, the awareness, and the consciousness to be able to utilize it to create a life that you absolutely love. That's really what the conversation is about today, and it's what the book is about. You know, the other side of this is also your invitation in the book to move beyond what the world would say is a limitation. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, we're living now in a culture and society where we are a smartphone away from finding out how many ways we are just really defective, <laughs> right? We're, we're, we're literally a smartphone away from that. Um, yeah, but we have to really redefine and create a new narrative here. Yeah. I mean, in your book, you're talking about everything from holistic, you know, psychiatry, uh, living from the neck up. I mean, this is so important, the way that you have clearly articulated the depth and the breadth of this journey, but in a way where you're sitting down and saying, yeah, okay, this is me, but guess what? I, I went on to get a college education I actually hold a job. I'm an access consciousness facilitator, and I'm no different than any of you out there that are facing the same thing. Isn't that your message that, Lauren, you are no different than the folks that are listening to this that have gotten the same diagnosis? And that's the, that's the beautiful thing, and it's fascinating because it's like I'm no different than anyone out there who's been diagnosed, and at the same time, we're all so different from each yes. other. But yep. the, the difference is the uniqueness and the beauty of this world. And I don't just mean in terms of your personality, your capacities, your gifts, your personality, whatever. I actually mean the perception that you have of the world, the way that you see things, the way that you interact with them and engage with them. Your unique way of being that and with the world actually can create massive change. It can be a great invitation for other people to step into more of themselves, more into an inclusiveness, and really into the beauty that we are when we're not trying to play the same game as everybody else. It's not about being the same. It's about finding and rejoicing and embracing really your difference and using that to actually create a life. Yeah. Um, yeah. I want to talk to you also about the possibilities. I want, yeah. And what I mean by this is, um, you know, and I know that every day more and more people are getting diagnosed as one thing or the other. Today, of course, the focus is on bipolar. Let's mm-hmm. describe for our audience what that has come to mean in the world. 
because we just we haven't done that yet. And I don't like to jump into, you know, that part of the conversation, but I do want to do it because mm -hmm. the, the idea of hearing and reading from a medical perspective on what this means, it just breaks the hearts of so many people. You had to do that as well, didn't you? Yeah. Well, or at least the your parents. Well, so, yeah, the bipolar diagnosis is when you have both extremes, basically. So a lot of people now are diagnosed with the clinical depression, mm -hmm. uh, which really isn't a feeling of sadness. From my, um, from my journey, it was much more this emptiness and this kind of lack of interest in anything, like a black hole energy. Uh, kind of sucks the life out of the room and out of my body as well. Uh, the manic side to it is more of that polar opposite where you do have like tons of energy, you're speaking really fast, you're very creative, very impulsive. From the medical perspective, it's much more of this bouncing back and forth between the two, really, really super high to really, really super low. Some people, the cycles are months long, like they'll have months of more the depressive state and then months of more the mania. Um, I was diagnosed with rapid cycling, which basically meant that I bounced back and forth between the two extremely rapidly, uh, which now, from a different perspective, I am very aware of my environment, of the energy around me, and where other people are functioning from. So whenever I got a wave of an emotion or a different energy in the environment, I would kind of ride that wave and swing with it. So a lot of my mood fluctuations were actually me just being sensitive to what was going on around me. And, you know, those of you listening at home, it might be kind of cool to start looking at where you may be having mood fluctuations or any kind of like depression, disinterest in your life that may just be your awareness of your environment and the people in your world. It really is, you know, <laughs> when we really start to look at the peace parts of it, it really is like you said. Uh, in the book in so many ways it's it first mm -hmm. of all it really is a journey yeah. um and you know there are many many things that you've written in the book uh you talk about poetry and how you were you really struck by Maya Angelou uh no, and Maya. <laughs> passages yeah from that um and you know that a woman should have a feeling of control over her destiny but but so much of this has become a feeling uh, uh, of out of control, out of control. Mm -hmm. And that is really by itself a major shift and, yeah. and happening and opportunity for people. That one thing right there, if we were to pick one thing today to chat about, about this, I believe that one is so pivotal. Let's take a short break. We come back. Let's talk about that and the many, many ways that that shows up both on, you know, one side of bipolar and the other side, because the idea of, 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 of literally surrendering to the notion that you will not be able to control the events of your life, your future, your destiny, the world of possibilities, the limitless nature of what you can accomplish that right there, by the very nature of that, is what brings people to, to their knees. Let's take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back.
searching, looking for a sign, a message you need to hear from the great unknown, from the most mysterious place that is the most familiar to your soul in the depths of who you are. The universe puts someone here to talk to, someone God gave a blessing to that you may find insight with. TheAngelLady.net, 1-800-323-1790. Tune in to The Michael Shane Show, the third Tuesday of each month at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationTalkRadio.com and connect with the ascended beings to raise your vibration and manifest the life you desire. Get ready to receive healing through the transphysical mediumship of Reverend Michael Shane and the ascended beings. Visit MichaelShane.com. That's M-Y-C-H-A-E-L, Shane.com, and call 425-971-6632 to schedule your full healing session now. What is a brilliant culture? And how do we create them? Why are they important? Claudette Rowley has created a breakthrough five-step process to help you design a culture that is authentic, innovative, and successful. Learn how to create change with Cultural Brilliance Radio, the DNA of organizational excellence and Claudette Rowley. To learn more or work with Claudette, visit ClaudetteRowley.com. Hi, this is Leslie Fontaine. Many of us have patterns that have been long held in our field. We attract the same energies, take the same jobs, go to the same toolkits of experience and survival. That is a lot of what patterns are about, security, safety, and survival. Even if they don't work, at least we understand them. But destiny, even the word sounds boundless. It comes from your soul essence a completely different place. When we listen to the guidance coming to us, that is where it is taking us. Let's go. Are you ready to shift into your best life? Visit LeslieFontaine.com and let's talk about unfolding all that you want to be, do, and have. You'll find sessions, audio products, classes to help remove the blocks and move you into your potential. And listen to my show, Sheer Alchemy, on Transformation Talk Radio, Wednesdays at 10 Pacific and 1 Eastern. Holistic Medical Center is where you find it all. A healthy space with doctors who care, see, and listen to the whole you. Hi, this is Dr. Darvish. If you have not found an answer to your chronic symptoms, you will find answers here at Holistic Medical Center. Our doctors find the root cause of your symptoms and guide your body towards healing naturally. We transform lives from within. Visit drdarvish.com or call 425-451-0404. Hey, everybody. Open, uh, we're opening up the phone lines because this is not just a conversation for Lauren and for me. I'm Dr. Pat, of course. Lauren Polly joining me here today. The Other Side of Bipolar, fabulous, fabulous book. Uh, but also there are many, many ways that you can find out a lot about what we're talking about, what this book is about. But more importantly, we're, you know, we're, we're kind of in the solution. How about a new level of awareness? How about that? Um, and Lauren, you represent for people, you represent the world of possibilities and and what it meant for you to move beyond this. Your 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 book is brilliant. You outlined it all along. 
Uh, and I read a little bit from the book about this idea of controlling one's future and one's destiny. When you are diagnosed uh, with, with something like bipolar, having control of your destiny is not what people talk with you about, is it? No, not at all. No. <laughs> Yeah. No, it was it was it's more of a conversation of maintenance. How can you like maintain the status quo and the least possible so that you can at least be stable through your life, which if you just feel into the energy of that is totally devoid of a bigger possibility, a bigger life, a bigger reach and of actually being able to be a dreamer or a seeker where you could actually gift back to the world and contribute. It, it was almost like a feeling like I was going to be dead weight the rest of my life, basically. I remember sitting on the psychiatrist's sofa when he was talking and being like, wow, I, I don't think anyone would ever want to marry me. Like, who would want to actually choose to have me in their life if this is the way it's going to be, which is such a different conversation and one that really is not true at all. There are these capacities that we can harness and be able to move more into the realm of possibility and way, way, way far beyond as well. Well, and let's talk about the world of possibilities. I mean, it's great for you and I to sit here, you know, we're both host radio shows, you know, <laughs> we're both out in the world, we've both, we're both authored books, we've both done things like that. But I don't know about you, I had to work a little to get here. <laughs> I had to work a lot. <laughs> work a lot to get here. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about what the journey was like for you. And was there a tipping point for you? Was there a, I know there was for me. Was there a tipping point for you when you just said, I am not having any of this? Or was it more subtle? I would say it was kind of a mix of the two, and that's mm -hmm. the thing to really get across. I think for those of you who are in the midst of struggling with this, I know Dr. Pat knows where you are now. It can seem like this like unattainable thing, like, wow, that sounds really great, but right now I can't even put one foot in front of the other without having a meltdown or, you know, it seems like a far off reach. It's not about going from like zero to 50. It's what can you actually employ right now so that you have a sense of wellness you have a sense of rightness in your world with yourself, not making yourself wrong all the time, and starting to allow yourself to really dream a little bit bigger. And that's the trajectory that my journey had, like step by step by step. And also, it wasn't this like forward, upward hill. It was a little bit of ups and downs. Like I would do really well for a couple months, and then I yeah. would have a not-so-great time. Um, but I think the really unrealistic way that the medical system talks about this, and then also like life coaching motivational speakers do too, where, oh, you're going to get on this path and everything's going to be rosy and delicious and wonderful. You set yourself up for failure with that. You mm. check out and you stop being present with life. Life is mobile. It is intense. There are ups and downs. The key is not to go into this weird positive state where you stop being present with that. It's how do you find your feet? admits the ups and downs and actually utilize that as a springboard for yourself to go greater and greater and greater. Well, I mean, the other part of this too, and let's talk about this if we could, is what happens when other people find out yeah. that, that, right? It's like when other people find out, oh, oh wait a minute, Lauren, bipolar. Uh, <laughs> and what happens with that mindset? It's like, oh. Oh my gosh, 
Lauren's really happy today. She's having a great day. She's really super positive. Uh Oh, wait for the other foot to drop. I mean, what have you found with, with the people in your life? I mean, my gosh, relationships and everything else. Um, How does this affect that? It, 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 especially in my younger years, it affected all of it. Like, and that that was, I was putting, the doctor gave me the definition of the diagnosis, and what I did was follow suit. I put that definition of the diagnosis, along with its characteristics, its personality traits, and predictions for the future, because that's what happens when you're diagnosed. This is how you are. This is where you're going to go, and this is what you have to watch out for. I put those things as, like, number one on my personality traits. And this is the really thing is when anyone diagnoses you or gives you a label or a definition, even not a medical one, but if someone says, oh, you're this kind of person, there's this insidious thing where we start to believe it and only create ourselves as that. So you start putting that as number one on your personality list. Of course, people are going to interact with you through that filter because that's what you're buying into. So that was a really big journey through me that the book walks through of like, who am I besides yeah. this diagnosis? Who am I really and what can I offer the world? Um, and if I was having a relationship that didn't have bipolar as this weird kinky threesome between all of us, yeah. what would that be? You know? But isn't that the deal, though? Yeah. I mean, isn't that who might I be? Who might yeah. I be? Um I I think that, you know, many people go through this, this tipping point moment. I think for me, the tipping point was when, uh, I I mean, I love that you talked about this because, you know, all along the way, I watched my mother commit suicide, you know, my sister, uh, literally, basically behaviorally killed herself. I mean, I watched all these people, my, my other two sisters, I've just watched them. They're all gone. They're all gone. My stepmom, who could have been, as she said, my stepmom, who, who in her own words could have said, I am the poster child for this. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then would laugh. Um, but here, you know, we, you and me, we can laugh about this. But, yeah. but here we are. And we're talking about something that we get to choose. I know the tipping point for me was being told I couldn't do something. That was what it was, was literally being told by a faculty member that I could not do it, that I did not have the, I did not have the IQ. I did not have the mindset. I did not have the skills. I did not have the grammar. I did. I, and I remember this conversation like it was yesterday. What, you know, oh my gosh, I can't believe it even came up. But I remember that that was a major tipping point for me. I also remember that a large part of my life even high school was about not being able to do stuff. I think you can only take so much of that before you just revolt. What do you think? Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Revolt. I love it. Um, And that's actually very, very true. And it depends on kind of how, like when I was younger, I was more docile, I would say. Um, Uh So when I was, when I was diagnosed, it was like, Oh good. Now someone's going to fix me. I'll do whatever it takes. And whatever you tell me, if you're just going to make me better. And I bought into that weird docile, placid energy for and had horrible, horrible, horrible side effects. And uh, really, it was me kind of poking my head out of the sand of like, something is not quite right. My mother at that time kind of saw what was going on. She took me to a specialist. Uh, They cut back on some of my drugs. 
And then when I was 20, I was um, I had just moved to Florida. I was flipping through the phone book needing to find a new psychiatrist because that's number yeah. one when you have this going on. Um, and this word holistic psychiatry ad popped out from like the five pages of psychiatrists in the phone book. And I'm like, I have no idea what holistic means. This was back in the 90s before it was a buzzword. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, whatever that is, that's it. And really, he was the one who just opened up so many doors for me. First doctor in six years of being treated that talked about exercise, personality development, educational testing to find where my sweet spot was, stress management, um, really looking at how to develop all aspects of myself and a lot of the more life-affirming aspects of myself. And that little nugget of possibility, that was the tipping point for me to go, oh, wait a second, there's bigger things I can do with my life. I love that we're even talking about this because mm -hmm. you're right about this. I mean, I, I went through the same thing, but here's the thing I want to share with everybody of exactly what you said is we're now living in a world where the term holistic and holistic psychiatry, that is not an, an, an anomaly anymore. Which is you so know what cool, I'm saying? right? Yeah. Right. Well, but look at what it's been able to do for people. First of all, we, uh, I don't, uh, this is just my, we have come to the place in our, in our pop culture to demonize psychiatrists. We really have. I'm not saying that, that that hasn't earned its own reputation, but clearly when you mention the word psychiatrist, those of us that have had parents that, you know, were not exactly dealing with life very well. That's one of the strangest words you ever want to hear from anybody. I have to, I have to find a psychiatrist, right? Yeah. Get my head, You're get like, my head drunk. Wait, wait a minute, honey. I know we have to go look at the house, but you know, before we can do that, I got to find a psychiatrist down there. Um, I, I mean, right. Yeah. I mean, wow. You and I could do a comedy act on this. Uh, <laughs> We, we could be like, we could do a, a, a two-person show on this. You know, you could take your book right to the, to the theater on this. Because, I'd be awesome that. <laughs> right? But it's kind of funny for us because we're not there anymore. It's yeah. not so funny yeah. for, like, the people that I know in the world that are literally struggling. They're in the muck and, of it right now. Yeah. And I want to talk with you about that, you know, so much so that I think it would be great if we just skip this break and chat. I don't think you and I are undermining the fact that this seriously affects people, are we? No. no. And that's the, I'm, I'm working with someone right now, actually, who just got out of the hospital for bipolar. She was hospitalized for a couple of weeks. Mm -hmm. And she's read my book. Um, her and I have been doing a lot of different body work and then some coaching using a lot of the tools from Access Consciousness, looking at how to relieve the trauma and then also just start to move forward with her life. And there is this weird comparison thing that I'm noticing in her world, which I think we do all the time of like, well, of course you were able to go where you were because you're different than I am or I'll never get there. It just seems so far out of reach. I, when I was writing this book, I actually looked at that. There was, there was a way I could have written this from like a self-help professional angle and started with like part two of the book where I'm coming out of all this. I didn't choose to do that. I actually chose to start where I was diagnosed. You follow me through the downward spiral, through the medication, coming back up, you up all the ups and downs. I wrote that way on purpose to actually give people a foothold of like, 
I know where you are. I've been there myself. You're not alone in this. There are so many people out there struggling with it. And there are also those of us who are demanding of ourselves to move forward. And if you can take the inspiration from that and find wherever you can move at this point in time more towards the trajectory of that, forward momentum is possible. Like I said, I think we go into unrealistic places where we expect everything to be solved right away and then just jump over here. That was kind of the reasoning behind writing the book as I did, so that you actually get to walk with me through my entire journey and along the way find that for yourself as well. I'm hoping to shortcut the path for you, obviously, but it is a little bit of a one foot in front of the other and now what? And the wonderment and the curiosity of how can you be in this world if you weren't the label that was given you? Yeah. What would we be in the world if we were not the label? Well, let's talk about it. I mean, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't have thought in a million years that I would be now in my 14th year of doing a, you know, what we're now, we have literally renamed this to Positive (laughs) Talk Radio. I I wouldn't have never thought about that. Uh, I certainly Mm -hmm. wouldn't have thought about being able to go back to school. I mean, you know, I struggled to graduate high school. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I was homeless at 17. I mean, all of these are characteristics of the type of uh, the type of thing we're talking about here today. But somehow along the way, you bumped into some folks. I know I bumped into so many angels mm-hmm. that helped me believe I was different, but not less than. How important yeah. is that? How important are the angels in our lives? Oh, I think it's so beautiful. Like if you cannot look for someone to fix you or to make you better or to heal you, but instead look to the people in your life, professionals or not, that can inspire you and empower you and give you information that then you can use in your own way to move forward. To me, that's like the magical combination because there's really something where a lot of us want other people to fix us, like give me the pill that makes this better or, hey, you do your magic thing and I'm just going to lay here. The really big change that I've noticed for myself is where I empowered myself to step forward and I allowed other people to enter my life who functioned more from that stance. They were more empowered and inspiration for me and had information that I could use, but they weren't here to fix me. And that that was a whole game changer. That was a very different um, perspective than my early psychiatrist had. My holistic psychiatrist opened up that door. And then along the way, I found different body workers, energy workers, acupuncture people. I mean, anyone and everything who had any tidbit for me, I went there because I just trusted that. I trusted like, wow, that makes me feel more empowered. That lightens me up and that really inspires me. I'm going to go that direction. Yeah. And, you know, uh, this is for for, let's take a moment to stop. and, And first of all, congratulations on the book. Um, how can people find out more about you, Lauren? How can they get a copy of the book? Um, you know, let's let let's make sure folks know about all of the amazing things that you are doing and how you continue to help people in the world. Yeah, so all of my information is on my website at Lauren Polly. That's with a P. dot com. Um, I offer one to one coaching sessions, long distance and in person here in the Los Angeles area. I teach workshops. I have some products up there that really look at developing your innate knowing of who you are and starting to spark this open path of possibilities where you can, one, find your feet, and number two, start catapulting yourself more down this path of bigger and bigger and bigger for yourself. 
Um, you can find the book, The Other Side of Bipolar. It's up on Amazon currently. And then I will be running a special promotional offer on October 3rd for the ebook. Um, and that's uh, the very first day of Mental Health Awareness Week to really yeah. open up the conversation. And yep. you can sign up for more information or reminders about that on my mailing list, which is on the website as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Okay. I want to I want to kind of wrap these last couple of minutes up with one of the chapters from your book. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I could have pulled a lot of things. There's so much in here, but it's chapter 12 and it says mm-hmm. me question mark powerful question mark. <laughs> How many times I can't even count the times. But isn't that one of the big, big challenges that people face this questioning this self-doubt and i think this is really a cool chapter maybe you can talk a bit about it this chapter was amazing for me i was actually on the table of um, a wonderful body worker who was working energy and structural stuff with me and he stopped the session at the end and just kind of looked at me and he said you are a very powerful woman this is something i had heard maybe twice before he verbalized that And it was so contrary to what I thought of myself. I didn't find myself powerful at all. I thought I was this willowy, wispy thing that was constantly being thrown around in the storm of this reality. And I really felt like I was always at the effect of other people. Like I couldn't find my feet and actually stand on my own. And to have someone go, you're actually powerful here. There was this like self-doubt, like you said, like really me. But at the same time, it's to this inner truth that I knew that started to spark within me and I started to look for clues. Okay, wow, if I actually had power in me, if I actually could move ahead, if I couldn't just like find my feet in this world but actually thrive in it and move beyond survival mode, it opened up this questioning and wonderment in my world of what I would be if I was actually a powerful person and not someone who was like this labeled distorted person that the doctors had told me I was. Yeah. And there you go. Right. But it it is the moment of the panic attack. (laughs) And that's the language. That's the language that's used. The moment Mm -hmm. of the panic attack when you're caught between time and space Mm -hmm. and you're caught between the future of unlimited or limitless possibilities and the past that was simply that of limitation. It, it really is. It, it, the, you know, there's an old school television show that used to be uh, on TV that I grew up watching like a crazy person, which actually is on TV now, The Twilight Zone. Mm-hmm. We are caught in the Twilight Zone in that moment, right? Yeah. Between a future that we know is possible and a past that would have us stay stuck. What would you say to folks today about how best to handle that twilight zone moment? Do you know what I'm trying to say? It's the moment where time and space has stopped and it's a tipping point where we get to make a conscious decision. And I think that's the beautiful way that you're putting it is actually making a conscious choice. And consciousness Mm -hmm. is the waking up. It's you coming out of that sleepy state. And for me, it's like getting rid of those creepy eyes where I was looking at myself through other people's filters of me and actually open up my own eyes to look at me 
my own my own vision and starting to wonder like, okay, well, if I was here on this world, I chose to be here, I chose to have a body, I chose to have a life, what do I want that to be? And allowing yourself maybe first and foremost just to ask those questions, you don't have to act on them. You don't have to speak to them even, even if it's like, wow, I would really like to move way beyond this thing, but I don't think I can. Could you write it in a journal? Could you have it for yourself? And then start to explore the world for clues, for energies, for anything that kind of drives you in that direction. I think we freeze up in that moment because it's like standing on a cliff of like, okay, well, I know if I move backwards, I'm going to move back into that limited perspective. But at the same time, that limited perspective is familiar and feels more comfortable. If I move into this open field of possibilities, it's like stepping off a cliff and trusting that you actually have wings and you'll fly. That's confronting for all of us. Uh, What could you actually be to start to sprout your wings? Let them flutter a little bit. Just know that they're there. And it's going to look different for all of us. There's no formulation in terms of moving into greater possibilities. It is individualized and unique to you. Just go forward. Oh, this is really, for me, such an honor to be talking with you. Thank you so much for today. And I've got one last question for you. What is your personal message? What would you like to leave with everyone today? And and again, Lauren, thank you so much for all that you do. Oh, thank you, thank you, Dr. Pat. Oh, I just you asked that question and my heart just opens up and I start getting curious. I want you to know that you are not alone, first and foremost. I want you to know that there are so many more possibilities out there and that it is possible for you to move forward with a life that you love, however that looks. You know, you may want to write a book and be on, you know, radio shows and that sort of thing. You may just want a beautiful relationship that makes you fulfilled. You may want to birth a beautiful child into this world. You know, there's so many different ways that you can be satisfied, you can be happy and give back that will look unique to you because you're a unique person. And I think we're at a choice point now with the world where if we all step into our uniqueness, and we're able to create from that space, this world would actually start to shift and change dynamically. You're not disordered. You're a key element in creating that change and the health of this planet and our world. Wow. Lauren, thank you so much for today. Thank you for all that you do. It's wonderful spending time with you. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Pat. You too. And I want to thank everybody out there for tuning us in and turning us on. If you've missed any part of this, of course, this interview will replay again. Uh, I want to encourage you to contact Lauren uh, if you've got questions for yourself or for a loved one or for a friend, because that's what Lauren does. And, you know, if you if you if you want the road to be uh, less rocky, uh, then hold the consciousness of smooth. If you want to see yourself well and functioning at the highest possible way that your dreams pull you forward, read the book. All of it's right there for you. We'll see you next time.
preceding audio was via a Skype call.